Thanks for tuning in to the Tea with Trailblazers podcast. Just a word of note that this podcast does contain a product demo. So if you want to see the product demo, please go to our YouTube channel to check that out. The link is in the podcast notes. Thanks and enjoy. Welcome to um, an episode of Tea with Trailblazers. This is the first one I'm recording. I have no idea what order any of these are coming out in. So um, first ever recorded Tea with Trailblazers. This is this is like a collector's item. So download the. I give you permission to download this video and save it. Uh, my name is Andrew Mugford. Uh, I'm an admin in um, Ontario, Canada. Live. So thanks for joining us. Um, in this series, I want to highlight um conversations with people that i've connected with um over my three plus years in the salesforce ecosystem um and uh today we're gonna just not just meet a wonderful person a great trailblazer we're also going to uh, meet his product um his creation um i was introduced to so pat mcclellan hi pat hey how are you good thanks uh so looking for a implementation of um how to do texting through salesforce and i just put it out on twitter and um uh, pat's product called proton text has a um raving fan base and so i looked at 10 different i actually looked at 10 different uh products and um and and pat's one out and largely due to pat um it's hard to beat having direct access to a developer um and not having to go through an ae and all that kind of stuff so um, so I, we're going to have a little chit chat with, uh, Pat, and then we'll get him to show us the product. And I hope you find that useful. Um, so Pat, um, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Glad to be here. So I call it tea with trailblazers. This is, this is kombucha, which is technically fermented tea. So. Yeah. Well, I, I so. normally have hot tea, but, uh, this week it is record high temperatures here in, uh, uh in California. And so I'm, I'm having my, uh, in, in my trailblazer, oh, yeah. uh, Thermal oh. mug, but I've got iced coffee this morning. There you go. Excellent. And so you're in, where in California are you? I'm located in Santa Barbara now. We've been here since just before the pandemic. Uh, I lived in the Bay Area for 25 years prior to that. Oh, excellent. Okay. And how long have you been? Well, do you tell it what's your sort of journey in into and in the Salesforce ecosystem? Uh, I have been part of the Salesforce ecosystem uh, as, as a participant for about uh, five years. I, I make that distinction because uh, prior to this, I, I was in a different industry completely. I was in uh, the experiential marketing uh, uh, industry, putting on major technology events, including uh, I worked on Salesforce uh, for a couple of years. And uh, so I, I knew of Salesforce, but in a different context. They were a client of mine. And um, uh, I used to go to those those events uh, as as an executive of the of the marketing agency and and watch the developers going into sessions and thinking you know I think I'd rather be doing that <laughs> so uh, I I left that job in 2017 and uh, got on Trailhead and uh, learned to code and discovered probably to nobody's surprise that. Nobody really wanted to hire, even though I had my certifications and I was, you know, I was a ranger in five weeks and I got three mm. certifications oh. in five months. I was, I was doing it full time. Uh, and then, you know, discovered that nobody really wanted to 
to hire a developer, a 55 year old developer that had never coded for anybody. And so uh, I decided I needed to make my own experience. I, I found myself in that same catch 22 that so many newbies do. Uh, you know, so I just, much. I just want to stop you there for one second because Ranger in five weeks deserves some. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we get sound effects. Excellent. I, 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 uh, I've been in for three plus years. I'm still not a ranger. So, <laughs> well, you know, you've got a paycheck. I have no it's, paycheck. No, it's true. And no, and well, this is, this is a very important, I don't know. It's a bit of a concern because Salesforce talks about how many thousands of jobs there are, which is of course a worldwide number. And it is true. I mean, they're, they're, it's based off the premise that Salesforce is more popular than there are people who know how to properly use it. But getting into that is not so simple. Um, especially it, if you want to, especially if you want to make any kind of decent money. So, um, yeah, I lucked into it. I was already working for the company and they had a need and I wanted to, I needed a, a kind of a career change. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it can be, it's difficult because your, your Salesforce database is as much as they try to gamify and make it a bit of a fun experience. It's not a toy. It holds very serious business data and has real world impacts on business success, which is money, which is people's salaries, which, you know, so yeah, it's really hard. Anyways, I just wanted to, you deserve that applause, but uh, please carry on. Well, well, thank you. I mean, yeah, I blasted through. I, I like I say, I had no, no paycheck and uh, a, a wife and a daughter looking at me like, so what's the plan? <laughs> and so I said, I'm learning. And, you know, I was I was uh, more than full time. I was about 60 hours a week learning, uh, learning how to code. Oh. And then I, I did um, in in October that year, this was 2017. I went to Dreamforce. I got my uh, platform developer one certification there on site. I uh, then shortly after Dreamforce, I did the um, uh, a super badge. It was the Aura Components super badge. And it was the biggest one that I had done. It took me a week to complete it. And at the end of it, I changed, had changed my whole mindset from wanting to work for, uh, work as a consultant, uh, you know, in a, in a, or, or in a, in a, uh, on the staff for, uh, someone, uh, to just wanting to build apps. It, it really set me to, you know, I want to build things. That's, that's really what I'm about. And, uh, so I started building, like I say, nobody it's a catch 22, you know, there's huge demand for Salesforce talent of two years with two years of experience or more. And, and, you know, almost no demand for people that have never had a job in the Salesforce ecosystem, uh, which is, you know, horrifying, um, for, for people that have gotten their hopes up and their expectations and they're chasing this dream and they get into it and it's, it's, it's tough. And they've spent money most likely on yeah. something. Some boot camps, some, you know, whether it's focus on, which is all, like focus on force is a great tool, but you're still, you're spending yeah. money on. Yeah. Luckily that that's a pretty small spend. Some of yeah. them are a little bit more, but uh, it, at any rate, I, um, I decided to build an app to prove that I could, I was going to use it just as proof of skills. And I started building this uh, Thanksgiving weekend of uh, uh, that, that would be us Thanksgiving weekend of 2017. And by, end of January, I decided this is something that I really want to do. I want to take this all the way to app exchange. And, uh, I, I followed that through and, and, uh, went through the, the security, 
uh, which the, the, the gauntlet of the security review with, with Salesforce and AppExchange and uh, got approved in August of 2018. So about 15 months after I started my journey, uh, I had an app on AppExchange. There you go. You got a bicycle horn. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, that's fantastic. Congratulations. So that's, so you are, you've always, in terms of Salesforce, you've essentially always worked for yourself then? Yes. Okay. Yes. Excellent. Wow. Now it was not something new. Now I, I had come off of about uh, 15 years of working for uh, uh, corporations, uh, these marketing agencies. But prior to that, i had had my own business uh, oh. producing video and multimedia in the 90s. And so, you know, I was not, uh, I was not uh, afraid of working for myself. I, I knew how to set up an LLC. I knew how to do my billing and all of that. So we had video in the 90s. <laughs> I started in video in 1978 <laughs> in my high school. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So just so I'm clear then, that first product was Proton Text? Uh, it was That's, Proton Text. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Well, why don't we... Yeah, uh, I, and, and that, and, you know, I didn't have any great passion necessarily for SMS. It wasn't my life's dream to build an SMS app. I needed to build an app that was easy to explain to people. And I could do that in three words, texting and Salesforce. Right. right. Uh, and complicated enough that it demonstrated uh, chops doing UI and uh, doing uh, an API integration with, with Twilio in this case. And so it, I, I knew of Twilio because uh, when I was back at the marketing agency, we had pitched them to do their uh, user conference. Didn't win it, but in the process mm -hmm. of doing that pitch, I learned about what they were and how they worked and uh, you know, that I, I had a passion for understanding the, the technology businesses that we were, we were working with. And, um, and so it just seemed like a, a natural thing to, to build. Uh, I was very unimpressed with the SMS offerings on Salesforce mm. in 2017. At the time, uh, you know, they were still trying to convince people to, to start using lightning. And all of the SMS apps that existed, uh, SMS Magic and uh, 360 SMS, they, even to this day, they are built on an infrastructure of classic. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were very slow to really adapt. They, they kind of changed their styling, but they didn't work into the, the workflow. You still had to go to their app to use texting. And I wanted something that would sit on the page wherever I was and be able to, to text from there. So Great. Excellent. All right. Well, let's uh, let's give this uh, let's give this baby of yours center stage. Okay. Well, thank you. Well, I started out. You know, when you think about Salesforce, I'm going to move this here. Uh, we're doing all right there. Yep. There we go. Yep. Okay. So when you when you think about texting in Salesforce, there are three basic use cases. There's one to one texting, so that would be like a, a sales rep, for example, or a service agent texting back and forth with a customer or a contact or lead or even another uh, another Salesforce user who isn't logged in and just wants to text from their phone. So that's that's the sort of uh, place that I started. I, I really wanted, I thought it really would make sense to have the texting app that I've got on my phone just on my screen because I knew from my experience in marketing agencies that all the sales reps there uh, were, were texting to the customers back and forth. And those conversations were on that sales rep's phone and there was no sort of 
company record of that. And if the sales rep left, that conversation left with them. And so it really made sense to bring those conversations into Salesforce in a one-to-one messaging scheme. Right. The second use case is automated texting. And this is something that most people are very, uh, probably don't even think about because it's so common. You know, you, you make an appointment with your dentist and you get the reminder text, or you get uh, suspicious activity on your credit card and you get a text from your credit card company or your bank. So, you know, that sort of automated texting seems a complete natural with Salesforce where you've got all kinds of records and accounts and, and all of that kind of interaction that you you can set up in an automated way. And then the third uh, use case is bulk SMS blasts. Uh, everybody's sort of familiar with the email blast as part of a campaign, but uh, texting blasts are, are huge and, and maybe becoming a lot more prevalent even than the email blasts. So those are your three basic use cases. And I started out building, uh, you know, like I say, back in 2017, when I started this, I really was just focused on that one-to-one messenger. And that's the first thing that I built. So that's right here. And this is the messenger app. And it looks just like, uh, you know, I tried to steal the UI from uh, iPhone and from Android messengers. So you've got a scrollable list of all your conversations with the newest ones at the top. You can sort it by unread, of course, but uh, you know the, the default is just looking like what you would have on your phone, except putting that right up on your screen. And here you see it on a home page. When you click into a conversation, you see exactly what you would expect to see. Right? You've got talk bubbles with timestamps. Uh, there are, uh, let me go to a different one here. Let me bring up the other one before. And that's, there we go. So oh, that's not it either. Sorry. I can search for that. Iron Boyle, uh, where's what? Quick test. There we go. This is the one I wanted to show. So this is uh, talk bubbles and timestamps. And if you look through here, we've got uh, we've got pictures. And if you click on a picture, that blows up like that. Uh, you've got emojis. Uh, you've got links to, to files, all kinds of stuff. And the one thing that you've got here that you don't have on your phone is right here. This is a, a little uh, bubble at the top, a little pill that is a link to a record. So this is a link to an opportunity record. And if you hover over it, it tells us that's the United Oil Robot Chargers opportunity. And if I click on it, it's going to take me right to that page, of course. And so you can use these text, uh, text conversations to navigate even uh, around to, to uh records and to contacts, et cetera. So here on this page, you see Proton Text is here and it's taking up less space here because it's only showing us the one conversation that is related to this record because Proton Text is context aware. It knows where it is. It knows what's, what you're doing. And so here uh, you've got that same conversation we were just looking at uh, that's right here on the page. We can continue this conversation here where we've got the data that we need. Now, let me show you how that conversation got connected to this record in the first place. If I click new conversation, the first thing that happens is uh, Proton Text says, oh, you're on an opportunity page and that has a related account. So I'm going to go and bring back a list of all of the contacts related to that account. It's trying to, to sort of anticipate who you might want to text from this page. Uh, I could, of course, search here for any contact, lead or user, unrelated to this record totally, and that would bring up that list, but it's just taking that first step to try to save you some time. So if we click on Arthur's song, for example, 
And let me, and you'll see right away, the first thing that's happened is this record right here has been, uh, has been connected to this. Now I could click the X and disconnect it. I could come down here and connect any other opportunity. And of course, this is being sorted by this accounts opportunities, or I could look in here and connect it to a case if I wanted to. Let's see, let's connect it to the design issue with, there you go, with mechanical rotor. So now this conversation is connected both to this opportunity and to a case. And again, the cases are just the ones for this account, although I could search for any other case or, or opportunity in the org. Now, what if you want to connect to something that's not an opportunity or a case? No problem. The admin, when they put it on the page, decides what these two tabs should be. And they can be any standard or custom object in your org. So you could connect it to, if you're a nonprofit, you could connect it to donations. If you work, uh, if you're, if the admin's putting it on a page for HR, they could connect it to uh, job openings and applications or candidates or you know anything, any of the objects that you want to that makes sense on this particular page. And that can vary by page. So uh, it really is pretty versatile that way. So I've got my recipient, I've got my links to, uh, to the records, and I'm just going to type in uh, hello world, and I hit return, and you'll see as soon as it gets saved in Salesforce, it appears here. And then you're going to see in just a second, uh, as soon as Twilio gets confirmation, ah, so the green check mark is that it got delivered, and you'll see that Arthur has responded back right away. Now, this actually, uh, Arthur is not a real person, this is automation. Uh, I have set Arthur's phone number as the phone number for a different org that I have. Uh, and I've set up automation there that when it receives a text from me that says, hello world, it's going to reply back that way. So that's what's going on there. Uh, makes for snappy uh, demos. So uh, any questions uh, about the one-to-one? -one? I, I know you've been using it. Uh, mm. So... It, any questions that you think the audience would, would want sure. to know? So um, just in terms of uh, the, the full featuredness of it, it does include, if I remember correctly, it's got some emojis. We did put in some, uh, you did put in delay send, um, which actually I want to talk about delay send, especially because sure. when we were demo, when you were demoing the product for me and we were, I de uh, delayed send existed in one of the other uh, modules but it wasn't in the one-to-one -one yet. And I said, can we do it? And you did it the same day. And then we troubleshooted a yeah. couple of things, but um, in terms of the mobile experience, but just as a, a demonstration to the audience, this was, um, this is how, this is why working with Pat's so great. If you have a suggestion, he's very open to his user base. And if it makes sense, he builds it. He'll build it as soon as he can and he'll push it out. It's, it's fantastic. And also, um, so you've got, yeah, there you go. You got delay send based on date and a time. <clears throat> yep. And you can see it's a different color blue. And then that'll just, that'll, you know, send when it's, it's meant to send. And then do you mind if you stay with the zoom in there? So we've got emojis, we've got, um, uh, quick the, the quick responses, which are, which is if for those who are currently Salesforce admins is a lot like quick text. Um, so this would be, uh, you can, you can create these quick responses and it will insert the person's name. So if you'll take, take a look here, this is the one that I just used. Hi, first name, use code 
uh, save 28, right. So it, it inserted that for us right yep. here. And then we can also attach uh, files to it if we want to. Uh, That's right. So let me close this. Let me zoom out to show yep. that. If you click here, it goes in. You can click images. You can view files. And what it's doing here, these are files. These are Salesforce files. Mm -hmm. And so if you've got something in Salesforce files, a PDF or something, what it does is it creates the publicly accessible URL for that file and sends that URL. Then when the recipient clicks that, it will download the file. Great. Now, uh, I'm going to ask you to zoom back in one more time because this is something that I think is really cool. Again, this is uh, shows Pat's attention to detail. You'll see here it shows the character count, which is very common in SMS apps that I've demoed. But an additional thing it demonstrates is the segment. Pat, explain what the segment is and why that's important or could be. Sure. sure. So when you send a text, um, in addition to paying the licensing fee for for uh, Proton Text uh, through App Exchange, uh, you will have your own Twilio account and you will pay Twilio directly for your text usage. That means that you pay them about a penny a text. Okay. Now we say a penny a text, but really what we're meaning here is a penny per text segment. Now a text segment, let's say that you've got a 300 character long text. Uh, well, that's uh, 300 character long uh, text is two text segments if it's encoded normally. That means if you've got nothing but uh, just plain text characters in there, a text segment is about 160 characters long. And if you've got a 300 character long message, that will break it up into two text segments to be sent to the phone. And then the recipient's phone will hook them back together and they'll see it as one continuous uh, segment. But from a cost standpoint, that message costs you about two cents instead of one cent. Now I keep saying about a penny, it varies by carrier. They have some different charges that, that Twilio passes through. And so a best way to think about it is about a cent. Uh, it's actually a little bit less than that. So about a penny per, per text segment. Now, if I go, let's see, that, uh, this, uh, let's see, this is a test of the emergency. All right, so now I'm getting up to broadcast, oh, sorry, emergency broadcast system. All right, so now I'm at 74 characters. I'm still at one segment, which is less than uh, less than 160. But if as soon as I put in an emoji, okay, what I, you see, I've jumped to two segments, an emoji or any sort of special character like a curly quote. Uh, so, for example, if you copy and paste something out of Word that's got an apostrophe in it or, or quotation marks, those actually are special uh, characters. And so the, the uh, text needs to be encoded in a different way. And uh, as such, the segments get a lot shorter. The segments are, I think, uh, 67 characters long. Uh, so that, you know, for one-to-one -one texting, it really doesn't make that much difference. Where that really matters is where you've got uh, a blast. And I'll show you that in the blaster. We count the segments there as well. But if you're sending out a blast to 10,000 people at a penny per text, that's $100 to send per segment. So you go one, one character over that one segment and two segments, and suddenly your blast went from costing you $100 to costing you $200.
Right. Great. Okay. So yeah, so that's also just a couple of things to note. Um, the Proton Text interface can live on your Lightning page, or it can live in the utility bar, which is actually where I've got it right now for my users. Um, so it just all depends on how you want to uh, how you want to manage that. Oh, talk about, sorry, Pat, let's go back to one-to-one. Um, -one. I, I was just going to demonstrate what you oh, showed there. Here, here's okay. Proton Text in the utility bar. Great. Here, here on a list view page, there's no record ID, so you see all of them. However, if we go here to a case, uh, you'll see it's it knows what tab you're on. Uh, again, it's context aware. And so when we change tabs, it changes which conversations it's showing. Great. And one more thing for one to one. Let's show them out of office. Okay. Yeah. Let's that's a fun. That. That's a fun little. Yeah. And and back to your point about responding to your need for the scheduled text. Um, <clears throat> all of the best parts of my app uh, are driven by customer requests. Uh, I you know you can you can bring up your emoji keyboard and type that in, but most people don't know where how to get that keyboard on their on their PC. And so I just, I put this in at the request of a customer who couldn't seem to remember how to find their emoji keyboard. The quick responses, the attaching files that, so MMS, uh, MMS by the way, just means sending a picture or a file or something like that. Mm -hmm. the, the scheduled uh, thing. And of course the, uh, this, this Chuck Scro is one of my, is a consultant who, uh, has installed Proton Text on a number of uh, orgs, and he was asking about out of office. He said, "You know, some of my customers they they um, uh, they are texting with their their clients. They go to lunch and they don't want to don't want the customer to feel like they're being ignored. And so this it's pretty simple. You know, from the from the one to one, you just click on the little icon of the person that's not there, right? So." Uh, out to lunch, back at two, you turn that on. And now anybody that texts to me is going to get that uh, message. Now, let's say that instead of going to lunch, I'm going to Disneyland. Uh, so I'm going to take out the auto reply message and I'm going to forward to a queue and turn that on. And now all of my conversations will be forwarded to a queue that presumably my teammates are also a member of. And so they'll get my conversations and they'll be able to handle that. So on mobile, uh, I, I built the, I spent a lot of time actually with version three uh, that I released over the summer here, uh, really tweaking the mobile to make it look good. So if you look at this conversation here uh, with Lauren uh, in, in the one-to-one, -one, over here on mobile, we can, open. so this is the same conversation. So we've got the conversation over here on the left side uh, that's on mobile. And over here on the right, it's the same conversation. So I can just say, uh, send a message from mobile. And it sends, there it is. And you'll see it pops up over here uh, on the one-to-one -one messenger immediately, okay? Uh, and if, by the way, uh, if we got a message back from her, it would show up as well. So these are both, uh, basically pulling messages from the same server at the same time. So uh, message is pretty seamless. You can also, of course, send uh, pictures I mean, down here. So on the bottom here, uh, here I'll point with my, my mouse, mm -hmm. you can send pictures and images. Uh, you can take pictures from your uh, mobile phone and send those right away. You can schedule text. You can have the quick responses, the whole thing. Uh, basically, it's full featured uh, from, uh, from your Salesforce mobile app. All right, so uh, we've talked about one-to-one -one texting. The automation 
uh, I was trying to anticipate as I was building this, how are people, what are the things that people are going to want to automate? And rather than trying to anticipate every possible automation need, what I decided to do was to use Salesforce's automation tools. Uh, at the time it was process builder and flows. Now it's pretty much flows. And so with flows, you can create, uh, any kind of, uh, automation that you want. What I've done with the app is inbound texts, fire off platform events, and those platform events can launch a flow and you can evaluate what's in the message, who it's from, etc. cetera. Uh, for outbound messaging, I've got invocable apex actions that allow you to send a text to a person, to a contact, to a lead, if you've got a phone number or an ID, any of those things works and you can send out a text to someone. And then everything in between, figuring out what, what the text inbound said, figuring out what you wanna say outbound, uh, adding in merge fields, all of that kind of stuff, that happens in flows just the way you would build it for anything else. So let me give an example here. Let's say that we create, uh, let's say that we've got a, uh, a web form, for example, uh, let's see, let's see, I'm going to say Barney Rebel is on our website and he's with uh, uh, Bedrock Granite and uh, lead source is web. He's filling, filling out the web and then here I'm going to put in, uh, I'll put in my phone number. So he's got a mobile number in there and we hit save. Okay, now when you say lead, when you go to a lead, it's going to take you right to that page. And then here in just a second, we should see uh, on my phone. There we go. Uh, on my phone, actually, let me bring, open this back up here. Uh, let's see, this is uh, QuickTime. Bring this back up here. Sorry, should have left this open. And we'll be recording and go to my phone. There we go. Uh, so right here on my phone, it says, hi, Barney. I'm Pat from Proton Text. Thanks for filling out the form on your website. How can I help you today? Okay. So this went out, this was triggered by a flow that was looking for new leads uh, where the web, where there's a mobile number and the source lead source was, uh, was the web. Now let me just refresh this page here and you'll see the conversation here is right here. And so when I reply, let's say Barney replies, hi, Pat. Okay. So Barney replies, remember this is Barney's phone here, just a texting app. This is not Salesforce mobile. And so in just a second, we're going to see, there it is. And we've initiated this conversation. So here's a situation where we're not just sending a, uh, an appointment reminder or something like that, where, you know, people know that that text is from a system. This is an actual piece of automation that is initiating conversations, assigning it to a sales rep. And, uh, you know, it shows up here up in the little bell. This is new text from Barney Rebel. If I'm a sales rep and suddenly I've got this, notification, oh, I've got a new customer. And so I can begin the conversation. This is a really good way. And of course that conversation could be assigned to a queue, uh, in which case we probably wouldn't use a, a name in the outgoing message. But uh, this is a good way to really uh, automate uh, leads coming in and, and getting connected to sales reps quickly. Okay, so that's automation. And I'll point out here on my website, if you go to protontext.com, uh, there is a tab here for the automation library. 
Now this automation library, these are all, uh, this is documentation of all the free downloadable unmanaged uh, packages that you can download to get started uh, with automation uh, around Proton Text, things like appointment reminders, right? So here's a simple SMS appointment reminder. Uh, all you have to do is decide, well, this one was a process, but you could adapt it for flow very easily. And, and all you have to do is tell it, which date time do I want to tie this to? And how many hours ahead of time do you want to get that message? So there's, you know, here's a 48 hour and a 24 hour uh, appointment reminder. We've got things like posting text to chatter or uh, new, uh, no reply to notifications. When, when people reply to an automated text, what is the, how do you want to handle that, right? Do you want to tell them this is an overreply number? Do you want to turn it into a conversation and connect them to a rep? There are a lot of different ways that you can do this. And uh, by using Flow, it really uh, opens up the possibilities to whatever, you know, your business process needs are. Yeah, that's fantastic. So that, uh, I'm sorry, did you have a question? Oh, I was just saying that's really fantastic. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, we've talked about one-to-one. -one. That's automated texting. Let's look at uh, blasting. So blasting uh, typically happens as part of a marketing campaign, although there are many people that just need to blast out to a bunch of people. A big announcement out to, for in your example, maybe out to all of the all of your students or something like that. So I'm going to come over here to a campaign. Uh, if you happen to be an org that doesn't use campaigns and you just want to blast out to a big list of people, I have a custom object called a blast list that operates much the same as a campaign without all the reporting, et cetera. Uh, and you don't need a marketing license on your org to use the blast list. Uh, in the same way that campaigns, you create a campaign and then you add campaign members to it, those members become the list of people that you're blasting to. A blast list has blast list members. Uh, let me turn on here, all blast lists. So you might have a blast list, uh, if you're a nonprofit, for example, you might have a blast list that you're volunteers. And this is the, the blast list is volunteers. And there's really nothing to that record uh, other than the name and the description. And then you have blast list members that are child objects to that. Uh, and so these blast list members become the list of people you are sending out your blast to. So let me come back here to the Super Bowl sweepstakes. Uh, this was uh, just a demo uh, campaign that I set up. So you've got your details, you've got your related. You see in here that we've got uh, a bunch of members here. Let me come back here to details and we'll see 50, 50 leads in this campaign. So these are all leads. Um, by the way, that's the other thing. If you need to blast to people that are not contacts or leads, that's where you use a blast list as well, because campaign members can only be contacts or leads. So if you've got a custom object for volunteers or for students or something like that, that's where a blast list would come in handy as opposed to a campaign. Either way, the Proton Blaster looks the same. It is a calendar interface. And, and when I realized that I got to build something called a Proton Blaster, I thought <laughs> this is the coolest, the, the coolest ever looking interface uh, and the more I thought about really what's practical, uh, I realized I need to just use the calendar because that's how people want to plan things out. So uh, here we are on the 5th. Let's say that we want to send out a blast on the 9th. All you, again, you know how to use a calendar. You want to do something on the 9th. You double click on the 9th. It opens up. And this really is easier than setting up a Zoom, right? So this would be a Friday blast. Uh, give the blast a name. 
you can have multiple blasts to the same group of campaign members. Uh, in fact, campaigns, uh, a lot of times in Salesforce, we think of campaigns as being sort of an event tied to a, a, a point, uh, you know, a fall campaign or a, a holiday campaign. But with blasting, you can think of it more just as a group of people. This is a group of people, and you can use that same group of people for years to come, every time you want to send a blast to them. So here, we, this is going to be the Friday blast, uh, and here we're going to come in, and we can either pick an existing body that we've got. Oh, there's one that we had for you way back when. Uh, or we can create a new one. So this is a uh, accidental admin podcast. Okay, and uh, this is the actual body of the message that will be sent. Okay, look at the segment counter on the left. Okay, so this is what Andrew was talking about before where we're counting these characters and we're counting the text segments. Again, if you're sending to 50 people, 50 people, it's going to be 50 cents, unless you're at two segments, and then it's going to be a dollar. So not a huge impact, but if you're blasting out to 5,000 or 10,000, it does have a big impact. And, you know, you'll want to be able to watch this and monitor this, okay? So if I save that new blast body, here we see the body. I can, of course, go and change that to a different one if I've done something wrong, I've got a typo or something. Uh, you pick the time and date. Uh, I, we clicked on the on the date, so it defaults to noon on that day. Uh, we can change it, of course. Now, you can put in this to be minute accurate, but the reality is that these texts get sent out at a rate of one per second, uh, and uh, this is async Apex that sends it out. So uh, sometime in the minute after 12 p.m. on uh, the Friday, Apex will send the command to Twilio, and Twilio will begin sending those out at one per second. So it's not exactly, you know, super precise, but you can get, you know, pretty close. It's going to happen in the first minute or two after this. Now, once you send out, let's say we send out a blast to 10,000 people. In the next few minutes, you're going to, or in the next couple of hours, you're going to get maybe 2,000 responses back. So how do you want to deal with that? Uh, the first choice is you can just ignore them, right? So maybe you're sending out a blast that just is a, a reminder to go visit the website. And if somebody texts back, it's all right, we're just going to ignore that. Or maybe you want to auto-reply to that, right? Again, here we can put in that discount code. Now, uh, here you'll see uh, this, this was a quick response that I'd done. I could just type it in as well, but you can use quick responses. And you'll notice that here we've got the first name. So we're doing a, a merge of the recipient's first name in the reply message. When we send out the blast to 10,000 people, the message has to be exactly the same. We can't put in a merge field up here in the body. It's a single API call. It's the way that, that, that Twilio works. You send them one message and a list of numbers, and that's the message that goes to everybody. So that part can't be personalized. But when they reply, that's, that's a one-to-one -one interaction. We're getting a reply back from a specific phone number, and the app goes in on the basis of that phone number and figures out who is this and what is their first name. So we can drop that in here, okay? The other options here is we could do an auto-reply and create a, a conversation out of that and forward that to a user, or I could come over here and send it to the, whoever owns that leader contact, 
or I could send it to a queue. Okay, so we'll just send it to the leader contact owner. That way, out of those 2000 people, we'll let someone else, you know, let the sales reps sort, sort out the, the urgency of those things. Now, what if we wanted to just let the sales rep reply rather than do an auto reply? Of course, we can do that. That's forward conversation. Now, I've got one customer, and by the way, many of my customer, or a couple of my customers were instrumental in developing the feature set here around response handling. Um, uh, this lead and contact owner, that's Jackie Travieso, is one of my uh, uh, friends. She's a Salesforce MVP and a consultant, and she was, uh, on behalf of one of her clients, was really interested in developing this BLAST technology. And so she said, well, you, you have to be able to sort out who the leader contact owner is and have that as an option. Uh, so that's, that's a Jackie feature. Thank you, Jackie. Uh, another feature, uh, another one of my customers said, you know, I do these blasts. There are no sales reps. I'm blasting out to 10,000 people twice a week and I get all these responses back and I need to sort through them to find out which ones are real leads. And so, uh, and, and, uh, he said he needed to be able to, you know, manage 2000 leads in an hour. So I built the proton reactor. We come over here to, to proton blaster. What pro I'm sorry, the proton reactor. This takes all of the responses to my blast and just creates this response record and puts it in this database for me. Now you can say, well, how does that help? Well, I can sort these out. I can create all kinds of list views. So these are all of the responses that came from California or Arizona, or these are, Cal uh, let me come here. These are all of the responses from California, but not LA. So you can create all of these search, uh, um, search parameters here. Let me come back here. These are where the state is California and the city is not Los Angeles. So these are all factors that come in based on the phone number and it sorts can sort through them and you can basically sort through 2000 and divide them into groups. And so then I could select all of these and then come over here and forward them to the rep for California, but not LA. Okay. So in a very bulk way, you can sort through these things. I could sort here the, uh, I think I've got a profanity, profanity filter. So these are all the ones mm. that had the word spam in the message, right? So you could, or, or LUTs, <laughs> I added that in there. So you could, you could basically sort out all of these that are tagged for profanity by a flow, uh, that's watching the creation of these, looking at the, the different words and you could you could tag them and then uh, I could select them all and opt them out, right? So these are already opted out, but I could just click opt out and it would go through and select all nine of these and opt them out. That's cool. So, um, that, that's the proton reactor and the proton blaster. <laughs> Yay! Well, that's awesome, Pat. Thanks for showing us that it's a, it's a great product. I love your passion for it. And I love that um just how responsive you are and i remember one of the first questions well yeah one of the first questions i asked you was um so what does tech support look like and you said you, you pulled out your said you call me <laughs> you call me you text that's right. and that's right um, and you've always been very responsive during our implementation and setting it up so um before we go was there anything uh left unsaid that you'd like to mention about proton text uh well i think one of the things that i'm proudest of is that 75% of my customers are nonprofit organizations. And I 
I mean, I, I'd like to think that it's because I've got a great product and uh, it's it's attuned. Certainly, I've heard feedback from uh, nonprofits and I've really sort of tuned my product uh, to their needs. Uh, the reality is that my pricing plan probably has a lot to do with that. Um, I'm, I'm at a stage I don't have any employees that I have to, to worry about maintaining and therefore my pricing can be very flexible. Uh, and so my pricing for nonprofits is sliding scale from 49 to 149 a month total. Uh, all, all users, all the features, you got it. And, and that sliding scale, uh, it's, it's based on what you feel like you can afford. Uh, luckily, all of my nonprofit customers have a conscience. And so they're not trying to just get away with, you know, paying, paying the bottom amount. They understand that if they can afford 149 a month, that helps me offer it to others that can't. Right. So I'm, I'm very proud about that. The, the enterprise price is 249, which is still a bargain uh, yep. for, for businesses. Uh, and of course you're paying your, your Twilio directly for that. Uh, Twilio, I will give kudos to. Twilio, along with Salesforce, is one of the founding members of Pledge One, uh, the Pledge 1% campaign, which is all about uh, encouraging corporate philanthropy. I'm a member of Pledge One, uh, donating uh, 1% or more of profits uh, to nonprofits. And so uh, Twilio gives nonprofits, when you sign up, they have an impact program that gives you a $500 startup credit. That's a lot of texts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they, only, they, they give you a 25% discount on all of your billing forever. And so that's a, a really great thing that Twilio does to make it affordable. Uh, and so really there's almost no reason that, that, uh, nonprofits can't be using this to reach their clients. Yeah, that's a great, um, your, I mean, your pricing is phenomenal. Um, and, uh, uh, and the Twilio program, I mean, we're still, and we've only been in a few months, but we're, we'll be using up that $500 credit for a very long time. So, uh, yeah, give it a shot. And the one thing too, uh, with Pat's pricing through the app exchange is it is month to month. Um, you're not signing a one year, well, you're not signing a contract period, but it's month to month, not all year. If you try proton text and it's just not for you for whatever reason, one, tell Pat, he'll work with you to try and make it work and make it for you. But if for some reason you have to move on, you terminate the app exchange contract and, and you move on to wherever you're moving on. And the Twilio account goes with you because the Twilio account belongs to you your institution, not, not to Pat. So, um, well, thanks, Pat. Thanks very much. We appreciate your time. Hope you have a one. I guess it's Labor Day down there for you too, right? It's a holiday. It is. And here I am working. There you are. (laughs) Well, what's more fun, right? That's right. Well, thanks very much, Pat. Thanks for joining us on uh, the inaugural tea with trailblazers. And, uh, we'll, we'll see you in the Twitter feed. Thank you. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Tea with Trailblazers podcast. Just a word of note that this podcast does contain a product demo. So if you want to see the product demo, please go to our YouTube channel to check that out. The link is in the podcast notes. Thanks and enjoy.